So I'm all kinds of fired up about this podcast because yesterday morning, that's why we didn't have a podcast yesterday. I was in Nashville as I was sharing my faith with Thomas Rhett, Russell Dickerson in this Believer's Breakfast that over 150 of your biggest country names were all sitting there and being a part of. Man, that was so fired up. So I, I, I do want to share that in the beginning of this podcast. And then in the middle of this podcast, Morning Show producer Chloe. Susan G. Coleman, we were able to sit down and talk to them. They have a walk happening at Crane Roost Park, March 14th. I wore a pink tutu in the past participating in this walk, and you'll find out why all on this podcast that starts right now. All right, so I am surrounded with Morning Show producer Chloe. Good morning. Uh, thank you for holding down the fort yesterday, too. We've got Melissa, who you normally hear on After the Morning Show. She's in here again. Thank you for being in here. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, so I'm fresh off of a, a beautiful trip to Nashville where I got to hang uh, where Ashley is right now doing some serious stuff with the country radio seminar. And for those of you who uh, don't understand what that is, that's basically just a radio uh, get together with all the country music artists and all the people who run their labels and whatnot and just a big schmooze fest for everybody well, to kind of learn and grow from each other what makes music work today. Yeah, I was going to say, she sent me and uh, our boss a few text messages of like slideshows where she was sitting in workshops about yeah. how like about music and you know the newer trend in music and all that. So she's learning a lot and she's sharing it with all of us too. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, what's cool is that, uh, you know, with this particular morning show, you know, I can kind of speak up on behalf of this morning show. You know, there are many that you can listen to. But with this one, you've got a boss lady who's on this show who is part of music and how it is evolving every single day. So that's cool. That's where Ashley was. And I was able to be a part of uh, of something yesterday that uh, as a speaker, along with Thomas Rhett, Russell Dickerson was there, a bunch of other artists. And um, that I'll get to a little bit later because that was really cool and why I was there. But let's get to business because everybody's about these tickets. They want to see Thomas. That's going to be amazing. And we've still got those tickets with the O-Town Showdown. Okay, Morning Show producer Chloe, you got the questions ready? I'm ready. Are they good questions? They're are they fun. hard questions? Are no, they, they're Are not you hard smarter questions. than the fifth grader questions? <laughs> no, they're fun questions. Nothing hard today. Okay. Friday. Today. Take it she easy says on today, like, like she's had she's had experience with some hard <laughs> questions. It's been shut down. So. All right. Uh, and uh, Melissa here, you also brought to my attention the Kane Brown documentary. And as you shared some of it with me, I was like, that's, that's so good. We have to share that on the air. So, yeah. Well... Uh, I love Kane Brown, so the fact that he's, one, coming to Country Thunder, and two, getting this personal with his life, like, it's just all around, it makes me like him even more. Yeah, we'll share with you his wins from the beginning, so those of you who want to be YouTube stars and YouTube (laughs) sensations, or you you have kids that want to be YouTube sensations, you're going to want to hear what he said is basically what got him here. Yeah. Uh, So we'll talk about that and more. All that, it's a packed show, and I hope you're down for all of it, and if you're not... Just remember to subscribe to that podcast. All right, let's get it. This is your National Anthem with Obie and Ashley on K92.3. All right, so here we go. Melissa, you brought up something very nice for the National Anthem, and it actually jogged my memory to just two days ago. I was in Titusville at the Crispy Crunchy Chicken. Oh, man, <laughs> that is good food. Um, As I was there, I got a chance to meet a bunch of just amazing people that came out just to hang out. And uh, one of them was a school bus driver. And as I come in here this morning, Melissa says, have you guys ever sent the national anthem out to school bus drivers? And the answer to that is yes, absolutely. Uh, But you're right. We haven't done it in a little bit. And this reminded me of this lady that I met. Damn, I wish I would have written her name down. But we were talking about how she is the school bus driver for middle school students. 
And, of course, for me, as a father, I, I, I run down the list of, those kids are probably annoying the crap out of you, right? Like, how, how do you how do you discipline those kids that don't listen? Uh, and she said, actually, some of them are really, really, really good. But she said to me that a lot of times the only parenting that a lot of those kids see is going to come from her. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a hard job. You've got kids who, you know, our first, first moment they're away from their parents and, like, are technically, I mean, she's driving. So you don't have chaperones, like, in the back of the bus. That's why always the back of the bus was the cool place to sit. Because the driver couldn't see you from back there. But it's like they, they take that opportunity to kind of do things they shouldn't be doing. And so for her job to have to watch that, discipline them, like you said, and just yeah. make sure that everyone's safe and doing what they're supposed to. It's a hard job. Yeah. Well, and, you know, as much as I love my kids and I can get along with my kids, I think about other people's kids and having their, their kids as my responsibility. Like, that's a lot on your shoulders. Yeah. So to you drivers out there, men and women, just know that we absolutely respect you today. On the Obey and Ashley Morning Show, we send the national anthem out praising you. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming. Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting It's Obi and Ashley in the morning, and uh, Ashley is out at uh, something called the Country Radio Seminar, which is this big festival of radio people, country music artists. They all kind of get together, and they plan how to tackle country music in in the future. Marketing, uh, uh, the way songs sound. Uh, it's, It's such a really cool event. Now, I also had a chance to be a part of that, and I'm very proud of Ashley because today she's going to speak on behalf of women in country radio, and Mm -hmm. uh, pretty big deal. So she's on the world stage. And uh, yesterday, I had a chance to be a part of something, right? So let me back everybody up really quick because we went hunting, Blake Shelton's guy and me, right? We go hunting, and he tells me, hey, I'm going to be doing this thing where we're going to be doing this believer's breakfast, and we're just going to kind of get together a bunch of guys. uh, How, How long ago did you go hunting? So that was way uh, uh, last year. Yeah, last year, so, that last year seed, okay, so that seed was planted quite a while ago. Yeah. It wasn't just like, hey, we're doing this right next weekend, you know? No, so he tells me, yeah, so we're planning it out and it's going to be pretty public. It's the first time that country artists 
are all going to get together with radio people and uh, and people from the industry and just kind of you know get together and just share their ups and downs and kickstart the weekend. So, anyways, I go yesterday, right? And they put me on the spot. They hand me the mic and they're like, "All right, we're about to get ready and we're about to get started." So, Obi, you you got this, right? I'm like, well, well, hold on, guys. I, I thought I, I thought I was just saying a couple things. Like, I didn't know that I was hosting. And they were like, well, there's nobody else here qualified to do it. I'm looking <laughs> in the audience. There's Thomas Red. There's Russell Dickerson. There's like, like all these many super- people can do this. Yeah, there's like so many superstars. And I'm like, yo, you guys have all these. And I graciously took the took the position. I took the mic and I kickstarted the event. Man, y'all, it was so great. First of all, to share how our experience is here in Central Florida and the fact that, you know, we're the tourism destination capital of the world, sharing that with everybody. And uh, then Thomas Rhett go- comes up and he gives his story after me. And we kind of got deep where Thomas Rhett shared with everybody that he went through a struggle. And I'm, I'm going to share this with y'all, okay? So there are portions of the story that I will not share with you because Thomas Rhett said this is amongst us. You know, we kind of trusted each other with these stories. But he did have a problem getting Willa Gray. So Willa Gray is their daughter that is adopted from Uganda. They had major issues legally because of Uganda and the system over there that required them to live there for a year before they could take home this baby. Right? So you're supposed to live there for a year so this way you can show the Ugandan system that you're that dedicated. And uh, this is the the story that Thomas Rhett shared with us after a couple of times that he cried on the microphone, and it was it was just so good. Man, Lawrence Harsh just literally just sank to the floor. We were on like a bunch of uh, different prayer groups, and um, I've been I felt helpless before, but I've never felt that helpless. You know, like in America, literally, if I wanted if I wanted to buy a tiger, Harry could figure out how to get me. Okay, so that's real rough audio because I had to, like, secretly record that. But he was basically saying that with the Ugandan system, it didn't matter how much money he had, didn't matter how much fame he had, how many connections he had. He really felt like he was at a low. So he shared this moment with all of us, and it was just so great. And uh, good stuff. Ashley Ashley now today has the world stage as she's going to be on behalf of women in country music. Uh, so definitely uh, share some love, send some positivity her way. That's that's a big world stage to be on. Yeah, and I'm, I just have a question for you. How did it feel standing on up on a stage, looking down at Thomas Rhett, where usually you're look on the in the ground looking up at him while he's on stage? How was it being in like the opposite seat? Uh, it was definitely interesting because as you looked into the crowd, like the guys from Low Cash were there. I mean, it was it was really like the who's who's were in the audience and. I shared with them. It's so funny because we get them. You know, we get them for festivals. They come to Orlando all the time. Mm-hmm. So so we have a special relationship with them. But it's in and out. You know, it's very quick. And this was a moment to really kind of get down to the nitty and gritty and say, hey, you know, this this world is a, is a tough world. You're, you're getting, you know, bombarded from all different directions to be this kind of person, yeah. to behave this kind of way. Yep. And uh, so good stuff. So anyways, let's wish Ashley the best of luck as she takes that stage today. And here in minutes, Kane Brown shared with us something on this documentary that was pretty deep too, and we've got it for you here. I'm really glad that you brought this documentary to my attention, okay? So I'm going to be an open book. So I should have watched the entire Garth Brooks documentary. I know, I should have. And the Taylor Swift, I should already be on that one because I've already heard amazing things about that one too. Yeah, but they're longer, so it takes a little bit more time. Yes, and sometimes, you know, especially when you're a parent and your kids are fighting for the TV too and what they want to watch, I I just haven't had time. So I appreciate you, Melissa, for sharing with us the Kane Brown documentary, which is so good. The portions that that he talks about where he gets really deep 
Um, I I really can't share them with you on the air because he talks about the death of his drummer. Yeah. And when when I say he talks about it in the documentary, there's a lot of crying. There's yeah. a lot of emotional moments about that. So, anyways, I can't really share that on the air. But uh, some of the responses, if you're somebody who does not watch a documentary, we've got some of the best moments right here. Yeah, well, and I do want to point out, too, that this is one of those, it is only 16 minutes long, so it is one of those where you start to watch it, and the next thing you know, you're 16 minutes in, and you've watched the whole thing, and you're like, wow, I just sat here for 16 minutes, but it's so good because you do learn so much about him that you never knew about, like how he came to fame, and over social media, we just talked about in the Ashes All Access, and we'll talk about it again in about 10 minutes about, you know, how he studied social media, that's crazy. Well, what I love is uh, I'm going to play for you this portion here about him talking about being a dad and then his boy, who's been there since the beginning, on what it's like to look at Kane Brown turning into a dad. You know, I got my backbone, my daughter and my wife, and I know they'll always be there. I feel a little more grown up. I still feel like a little kid, but I still feel like I'm grown up now, like I'm a dad. Just being a dad is always there. I think that's a, that'll be a huge part of her life, and I can give her anything she wants. So I don't know. She's just, she's my, she's my life. Oh, okay. So that's Kane Brown again talking about being a dad. This is his best friend talking about watching him become a dad. And I, I know, I know it was a good thing for him because growing up uh, without a dad is a very uh, traumatic experience. So that's his, his call right now is to change that, that narrative. So, so again, uh, just good stuff. Kane Brown, and we're going to have him here at Country Thunder. and That whole part about him being a dad, though, it, he wrote a song called For My Daughter, which is about the fact that he grew up without a dad and how that showed him exactly what he doesn't want to be. So, like his friend said, like this is his calling. This is what he was ma- meant to do, and it, it just shows you like things happen for a reason. Even though he had yeah. the, the childhood that no one would want, want for a kid, he is now then going to be this amazing dad for his daughter that he even got her name tattooed on him. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, 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 I love. You know what? And don't we love that story? We love that story of somebody who went through a real crappy, crappy life. And was able to turn that for the better yep, instead of continuing the pro- the the cycle. We love that, yeah. So so again, we're going to be able to see him at Country Thunder, and I think uh, what he he's now the eleventh artist to have sold out. The eleventh country artist to yeah. So only ten country artists have ever sold out the Staples Center in Los Angeles, which is in radio terms market number two, the second biggest city essentially in the United States. And that he we've sold got out. him, and we've got him in March. Good stuff from Kane Brown. This whole documentary, too. K923Orlando.com. K92.3. From backstage to the front page, it's Ashley's All Access. By the way, that was the world premiere of Kenny Chesney's Here and Now, and we're going to play that every single hour. We know that we've got a a vast, vast listenership of people who are part of that No Shoes, No Shirt Nation. No, yeah, No Shoes Nation, which he's also coming to Tampa with. What did I say? No shirt, no shoes? No problem. It's a song. No, No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to be in Tampa with Florida Georgia Line in May, so that's on our Facebook. Uh, and uh, also, if you missed the big news yesterday, Luke Combs is going to be at the Amway Center coming up in November, which that is huge. So I wanted to that's, that's make sure we, everyone heard that. That's why we love where we are. So yeah. whether you're not from here or you're somebody who was born and raised here, you know that this is where everybody comes for concerts. And yeah. Yeah, so we just touched on that Kane Brown documentary, which I'll get into in just a minute. I want to talk about how Ashley... Is in Nashville. That's why I am in here right now. She's at this huge country radio seminar being this boss woman that she is. But she does get sneak peeks at stuff that we that she sends to us because we don't have access to this stuff right now. Like brand new Sam Hunt, a song called 16. It's all about his relationship with his wife. I 
Well, and I was saying that, uh, you know, for her and myself, man, we play a fine balance where we're trying to be cool in these scenarios, you know, but at the same time, we're also trying to grab as much audio as we can so this way we could bring it back to home base here. Yeah. So I, I thank Ashley for whipping out her phone to capture that moment because there's a lot of times where they trust us in those small environments to yeah. not be those people, but, you know. Yeah, for sure, but... You know, she she did get it for us. And if, if you remember back when Sam Hunt and his wife got married, he's a very private person. Uh, but he did admit to, like, having essentially beg and chase her because they dated a while back. They ended up breaking up. And he really knew that she was the one. So he, like, kind of followed her around for a year throughout her travels and eventually convinced her, like, hey, I'm the one for you. And that song is about that process. Um, so back to Kane Brown and the documentary that he released uh, it is a 16-minute online. It's on YouTube. We actually have it on our Kid 3 Facebook page. Um, it's about a lot of Kane Brown personal stuff. You know, his upbringing and how he didn't have a dad. How he skyrocketed to fame through social media by getting 20,000 followers a day overnight uh, by studying social media. For me, uh, social media was huge. Um, I did study it a lot and try and see how to go viral. Because I didn't feel like any of it worked. Until I went, I went to sleep one night, woke up, and it had worked magically. I don't know how, but I went to five different high schools too, so I had a lot of friends on Facebook and Instagram already. Dang, five high schools. Yeah, well, so it's it's a lot. The the documentary goes into so much about him. Uh, I mean, he lost his drummer earlier this year or later last year um, to a car accident, and this drummer has been with him since the very beginning. So it's, it gets super emotional. Uh, but the whole thing is based around him selling out the Staples Center, which is a big deal in any music, any genre, for any artist. <clears throat> Excuse me. Los the, Angeles yeah. is the second biggest city in the United States, so to sell out the Staples Center, it's a big deal. So I was going to say, that's, a, that's what artists want. They want they want the Madison Square Garden, and they want the Staples Center. That that shows that you have made it. Yeah, and he's the, he's the 11th country artist to ever do this. Only 10 artists before him have done this. And he even says in the documentary that he only played 20 shows max before he went on tour with Florida Georgia Line and started filling up the seats at amphitheaters. So, I mean, Kane Brown is a unique story. And the fact that they did this whole documentary, which you can see now at Kid82.3Orlando.com. It's time, time for the O-Town Showdown. Hey, good morning, ladies. Good morning. Hello. 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 All right, all right. So it looks like we've got Shelly over in Satellite. Yeah. <laughs> One of our favorite beaches over there. Uh, Valerie over in Palm Bay. Yes. Valerie's a return contender here. Hey, Val. Fight it out again. All right. So, uh, ladies, we got a chance to say good morning to you. Why don't you ladies say good morning to each other? Good morning. Good morning, Valerie. Okay. Who's going to take this? Me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So, here's the way the game is played. Normally, we've got the beautiful Ashley, but she's out in Nashville doing the boss lady thing. Our beautiful Melissa here. She's got three questions for you. The questions are not that hard. It's not who's the smartest. It's who's the quickest. Using their sound and having the right answer. That's how you win the showdown, right? Yep. Love it. All right, ladies. Let's get the buzzer sound. This will be the sound that you make when you think you've got the right answer to Melissa's questions. Okay, so Valerie and Palm Bay, you're a veteran. Why don't you show how it's done? Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Pull over. All right. <laughs> now, uh, Shelly in Satellite Beach, what's going to be your sound when you think you're right? Ooh, oh. someone's a little catty this Feisty. morning. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, we're ready for the O-Town Showdown. All right, you are playing for Thomas Rhett tickets for his show in Tampa, June 19th. Question number one is what theme park is has the ride It's a Small World? 
Meow. Oh, what you got, Shelly? The Magic Kingdom. Wow. Okay. That is well played. It. Well played. Somebody easily could have just said Disney. Uh, good job. Okay, so that's one for Shelly and Satellite Beach. Valerie, you need at least one to stay in the game. Question number two. The Blue Angels are from which branch of the military? Meow. Ooh, what you got, Shelly? The Navy. Yep, Whoa. it is, which I always thought was the Air Force, so that's my, like, I'm... Wow. Yeah. Hey, Shelly, that's two in a row. Quick as heck, you are the winner of the O-Town Showdown. Woo! Seeing Thomas Red in Tampa. Yeah, awesome. you're going to enjoy... Yeah, enjoy that show. Now, Valerie, come on in here for this air hug. <laughs> Man, Valerie, you're squeezing this kind of tight. <laughs> Guys, thank you again for participating in another edition of the O-Town Showdown. I'll be back, y'all. Oh, we believe it. We believe it. <laughs> K-92-3. Doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. Obi and Ashley in the morning. All right, so every morning at this time, we share with you a story about somebody doing the right thing. And a lot of times, it could be something that's right here in our backyard. Uh, in this case... Love this story here that is uh, very unexpected. And and Melissa, who's in here uh, with Ashley being in Nashville, Melissa's on after the morning show. You brought something to my attention that 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 is said about children, how children have like this kind of different perception. Children just have this innocence, this kind of uh, uh, they don't have the filters that yeah. we do. You know, we we gain filters, we build filters because we get hurt in life or different experiences make us feel a certain way. Kids don't have that filter. Yeah. And in this particular scenario, there's a two-year-old here who was caught on camera, on a doorbell camera. Mom goes, right? Okay, so Lindsay tells us that she goes to accept a pizza that was delivered to her home. She opens the door, accepts the pizza. Her two-year-old comes bolting out of the house. And uh, anyone who's got who's got kids, you, you know that sometimes you, you, don't, you just can't grab them for everything. And this kid bolts out of the house, hugs the delivery man. For a moment that they think as parents that this is cute, she shared it on Instagram. Uh, I've got a little bit of uh, of this here, too. This is some of the audio of her and what it meant to the pizza delivery guy who just lost his daughter just a few days ago. So here's some of that. I put it on my Instagram. Actually, I just put it up in my stories because we thought it was funny and cute. After losing my daughter this past week, it just touched me because it was like she was there, you know, and it's just meant a, a ton to me. I mean, so if you can imagine a pizza delivery man delivering your pizza, you know nothing about this guy. You know nothing about his history or her history. And your son comes out. The first reaction probably for a lot of parents is like, hey, 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 hey. You know, and you try to stop your kid just because, you know, hey, for even for the police, for the for the pizza delivery guy, it may be weird. You know, where the pizza guy's like, hmm, okay, your kid's, you know, your kid's a little extra lovey. Yeah, well, what sticks out to me is that, you know, his daughter, he, had, he said a few days ago, and he was already back to work, which means, you know, if you've ever lost somebody, you know, like, you still have to pay the bills. That's something that, like, you wish that you could take as much time as you needed, but it's not always realistic. And so for him to go back into the workforce and have to go back to work to make money for his, you know, his bills, and that's, without even knowing, that's kind of what got him through his day. Like, it's just the little things in life that you don't even ever realize help somebody out. 
Yeah, wow. So pizza delivery man who just lost his kid getting hugged by that two-year-old unexpectedly just a week after. Uh, so cool. So again, to that parent who put it out there for everybody, that pizza delivery guy would have never been able to share that story had the parent never put it out there. So all the people involved, that's doing the right thing. Obi and Ashley's Doing the Right Thing. Brought to you by Bel Air Heating and Air Conditioning. Doing the right thing. On K92.3. And we realize that we have an audience that gets fired up for things like 5Ks, uh, walks. That's why the Disney, um, whenever they do anything, the, the princess walk, any of those things, they're super successful. Now, this one costs you nothing, mm-hmm. and it is a, it's for a fantastic cause. As Susan G. Komen, we've gotten together with that organization uh, over time, women with uh, fighting breast cancer, and, and this time they're going to have an event coming up in March. Yeah, if you dress up all in pink, and then Saturday, March 14th, head out to Crane's Roost Park again, it's completely free, so that's all happening. Hey, and I've worn a pink tutu to this, and there's nobody who could speak about it better than the ladies who are running this thing on March 14th. Introduce yourselves. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. My name is Denise Mariani, and I am the Director of Development for Susan G. Komen, Florida. And I am Deborah Hausman, and I am the Walk Chair for the More Than Pink Walk in Orlando. Okay. Okay. So, ladies, thank you for joining us again. What are we up to? What are we doing? So, we have an event coming up on March 14th, which is going to be held at Crane's Roost Park, and that's in Altamont Springs. And it's a two-mile walk. It's one lap is a mile, so you can walk either one or two laps. And instead of a 5K, it's a walk, and it's more of a celebratory day for survivors, an educational day for spectators. It's a very emotional day, but also very uplifting, and it's great for women who have been diagnosed, have been treated for breast cancer, to be around others like kind. Sure. And it's important for them. And we've seen so many women changed by this event. Well, and I can imagine because, you know, when you're surrounded by like-minded individuals, you have people who have been through some lows. And as unfortunate as those lows are, somebody else needs to hear those lows and how you got back up from those lows because they may go through those lows too. Are the pink tutus still a thing? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. So I've worn a pink tutu and I've done the walk in the past. We expect to see you in a pink tutu on March 14th. I'm going to need a tutu. I don't exactly have that one we anymore. We can find one for you, I'm sure. <laughs> Why don't you paint for everybody a picture as to what they can wear to have fun at this event? Because I remember when I went in the tutu, I said, oh my God, who else is going to be wearing a tutu? And you're so surprised by everybody else who's wearing fun stuff. Pink is the color. You're going to see pink in every shape and form. Food, it will be with attire, it will be shoes, anything you can come up with, it's going to be pink. I love it. And if there is someone out there, they need to know that breast cancer, when you get breast cancer, it no longer means that you're going to die. So people need to understand that there is hope out there. Oh, I love this. If you can't, give them some direction. If you would like more information for the More Than Pink Walk on March 14th at Crane's Roost Park, you can register today and it's free. See you there. Yeah. K92.3. Two people. One date. Zero texts returned. Obi and Ashley's 8.15 second date update. Beth, where did you meet and where did you go to dinner? We met on Match. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, and then we went to Rocco's Tacos. Yum. Yeah, and Match.com we is normally were... pretty good on matching individuals. Okay, so, so where are we now? Well, I tried, you know, sending him text messages to be like, oh, hey, how's your day going? And then when he wasn't responding, you know, I did send a phone call or two. Um, and then, <laughs> I mean, I might have emailed him as well. But he's not responding. 
Uh, last question. Bean burritos at Rocco's Tacos? <laughs> was that what you were having? <laughs> it, you never know. Uh, that No, that wasn't exactly. No, I <laughs> All had right. Tacos. That's fine. Okay, let's give him a call. <laughs> All right. And Beth, you said his name is Evan, and he's from Apopka too, right? Yeah. Okay. Hello? Yes, looking for Evan, please. Who's calling? This is Obi and Ashley. Hey, Evan. We are morning radio show hosts. So we're on the radio for K92.3, the big station here in town. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you guys. Yes, awesome. Okay, do you know about the second date update? Um, yeah, yeah, it's, um... And someone had a bad date or... Um, <laughs> Did we wake you right, up, Evan, by chance? Of, no, I'm good. I, I just, uh, I didn't expect a radio station calling me. No, no true. Fine. Okay, so listen, we have this girl that you went on a date with, Beth, and you're not calling her back? Rocco's Tacos? You, she, she called you guys? Yeah, so what happened that you're not calling her back? Oh, man. Hey, it's pretty I mean, bold of her, right? Pretty bold of her to call the station. But she really liked you, so that's a good sign. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You might think it's weird that I got weirded out by this, but so you know, while we're eating, you know, she she keeps she keeps trying to feed me. She'll she'll cut her food and then she'll she'll try to put the little pieces in my mouth. I don't know. Wait a man, minute. What do you that, hold, that, hold on? What do you mean with like her fingers? No. Well, I mean sometimes. Yeah, when it was like the chips and the guac. You know, she'd pick up the food and try to, like, bring it to my mouth. But, and you, you know, obviously it was, like, weren't, the, like, you weren't asking her to do that. No, no. Honestly, it, it made me feel like I'm a baby, you know? And, like, she's trying to feed a baby. And that's just, like, a weird <laughs> dynamic to be in. Uh, you know, like, when you feed babies in a high chair and, like, they, they bring the food to your <laughs> mouth. And they, like, eat the okay, food. so wait a minute. Are you serious? This is the reason why you stopped calling her, though? You couldn't at least send her a text and say, hey, I, I don't like being fed. Well, that's a weird thing to, like, and then she wanted me to feed her. And, A, I don't really want to share my food. That's why I ordered the food. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you were gonna let her try what oh. you got? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All, All right. right, well listen, let, let's be fair to Beth because she's actually listening to this whole conversation. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot that you guys do that too. That they yes. listen in. Um Uh hi, yeah. I I would have at least appreciated like, you know, a text or something saying, Hey, sorry I'm not feeling it, you know, just something instead of just ghosting me would have been nice then. I mean, I don't see what the whole big deal is, though, because, I mean, I just, I come from a family where we all share our food all the time, so I'm really, really used to feeding people. Yeah, but that's weird. I don't know. Like, it's, it's like, and it would be like airplane noises sometimes, and it was just a little much. I mean, those are little things that, like, I mean, I, I think it's not that big a deal to share your food with people. You weren't even sharing your steak with me. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just met you. I don't know where you've been. You, so I don't want to. I don't want to catch some like weird, weird disease. Okay, you guys. Know, so second date is it going to happen? Ashley and I will pay for it. I mean, I don't know. Now he's insinuating that I'm like dirty and that I wow. am filled and stuff. Come on, so, guys. Come I mean, on. Okay, let, let's forget about the words that were said. Let's rewind and let's just start from the get go. Let's let Ashley and I pay for you guys to go out. Well, I mean, I'll what do, do you it. Say? If you guys are paying. Beth. <laughs> 
Jesus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is that a yes? Okay. I mean, I'll give him another chance. Okay. All That's right. all we wanted, guys. Home of Obie and Ashley's 815 Second Date Update. That was another Obie and Ashley episode, and we appreciate you for your time, the friends and family that you've shared this podcast with. I mean, now we're heard all over the world. And if you wanted more, we have our Obie and Ashley Unfiltered podcast. You may have some passionate language in there and a lot of content that we just don't have time to cover on the show. So that's the Obie and Ashley Unfiltered podcast and one last message with a ton of genuineness. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for sharing your valuable time with us. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.